Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Team Building Show for Canadians. I'm your host, Sandy McKay, and here at the Team Building Show, it's our mission to create high-level conversations and give you actionable concepts for you to go and implement into your business, into your real estate business right away. Before we get going, a uh, quick reminder, go over to our website, teambuildingshow.ca. You'll be able to uh, subscribe to our list and never miss an episode when you do that. You'll also hear about any upcoming stuff we got going on, maybe events or things like that. And uh, you can also like our Facebook page if you're watching there today or our YouTube channel, subscribe there, iTunes, wherever you're watching or listening, please subscribe and uh, leave us a review. Give us some comments, feedback. We'd love to hear from you. What do you want to hear about on the show? What are some uh, things you, you really dying to know? I'd love to get some awesome guests on from across Canada to help out with whatever you need help on. So let us know, give us your feedback, and we'd love to hear from you. Today, we've got awesome guests here. I'm really pumped to have uh, Dylan Tudor on the show. Welcome to the show, Dylan. Thanks, man. I, that little countdown thing was new. I've been on a number of these podcast things before, and I've never seen that. So that's awesome. Taking that away for sure. Or innovating and, and bringing new tech stuff to the to the show every day. So uh, thanks. <laughs> now, Dylan, you're the um, you're the lead team lead, I guess, at Elevation Realty. You're also uh, a team lead, I guess, in a, in a Keller Williams brokerage. So you got a bunch of stuff on the go. But why don't you give people a background on your real estate journey up to this point? Awesome. Yeah. So I would say started years and years ago before I even realized that real estate was my passion. It uh, kind of came down to running a, a painting company years ago, realizing that I love the sales side. I love building teams. I love coaching and development. Um, I got into a regional manager role with University First Class Painters at the time and, and developed, I kind of realized that that was what I liked doing was building teams at that point and, and aiding and supporting people. I also probably learned one of my toughest lessons back then too. And the fact that growing teams doesn't mean that everyone gets to be exactly like you. So you have to be able to move and pivot and uh, inspire them to, to what their purpose and what their mission is, as opposed to what yours is. Um, and then transitioned into real estate as an agent about four and a half years ago. Um, I mainly got into real estate as an agent because of in real estate investing. I was kind of opened my eyes to real estate investing as an investor. So I got my license, intention of representing myself and uh, turned into a realtor that focused on investors after a couple of years and then realized that, that building a team was awesome. I hired my first assistant, uh, I think four days after starting in real estate. Uh, I didn't know how to hire and I went ahead and did it out of need as opposed to uh, following a system or a process around it, which we'll get into a little further, I'm sure. And uh, the last four and a half, five years of my life, my journey has really ramped up over the last couple of years where 2019 and 2020, I was able to uh, add about 350 doors to my investment portfolio, whole uh, diversity from flips all the way to a 32 unit apartment building and also added a real estate brokerage. Um, we're obviously launching another real estate brokerage and grew a team that is now uh, 14 members. So a number of different areas from real estate investing to real estate as an agent to real estate as a, a manager of an office, a um, couple different areas that we can take this from real estate and I'll, uh, I'll follow your lead. <laughs> Lots of stuff we can talk about for sure. Um, we're not gonna dive too deep on the investment stuff. I know some of those numbers, when you throw those out there, people will probably get intrigued. Uh, if they want to find out more about that, they could go find out uh, information. Well, they could go listen to our other podcast, so uh, <laughs> Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, uh, where I host that one. I can't remember the exact episode you were on there, but if they if they look through the list of shows we've done there, you're, you'll come up somewhere there, and we talked a lot about your business there. I'm sure there's other places they can find out info on the investment side of your businesses. Um, 
when it comes to the real estate uh, team building side, what's your team look like today? We are currently um, one pseudo expansion partner that we've just kind of, we're building out right now. Um, the hub has a director of operations, director of sales, director of uh, technology and lead generation. And I've removed my uh, assistant from the team to be my, my executive assistant. And so a leadership team of five of us that work together and add value and create an opportunity and provide leads and provide support and provide training for there is five buyer agents, one expansion partner, and one uh, transitioning into listing agent. He's currently as an ISA and he's transitioning his role into a listing agent. And it's really been developed based on the, the red book of millionaire real estate agent that uh, was written by Gary Keller. Um, I didn't know what to do and, and I was living my life entrepreneurial and everything else I had done. So I started to follow some models and systems. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, when I say models and systems, I would say read that book and start applying it because it's done based on people who've done it before. And R&D no longer stands for research and development. It stands for rip off and duplicate. And I'm just going to continue to take everything that uh, the agents have done before me that have done at a really high level and use that that model in that system. So uh, I've rebuilt the team a number of times where we've we've just not been aligned in vision or in, in mission or in purpose, um, weren't aligned in in where the business was coming from. And we've kind of refigured, reconfigured things a couple of times and really happy about where the team's at right now, where the team's going, uh, really focusing heavily on the support side of things and realizing that the systems that are required to run a team in a business are much different um, when you're into buy side, sell side and leadership team than it is when you're just a solo agent or an agent with one one administrator. So took a couple of, of goes to understand that and realize that. And now that I have, we have uh, me meetings now. I have a, a sales meeting every Monday morning with my leadership team on sales. I have a team meeting every Wednesday morning with my entire team. I have a operations meeting every Friday morning with my operations team uh, leadership as well, talking operations. And then every Wednesday after our team meeting, we get into 411, which is 15 minute to 30 minute accountability sessions with each of the members of the team. So, okay, so, so you said it took a couple of goes. What, let's let's talk a little bit about that because I know you've had some interesting stories along that. You, you've only been around as a team for how long? Three three years? Is that right? Four years? Um, I've only been in real estate for four and a half years, and I started off as Dylan Suter, just as most real estate agents do. And I have signs and business cards and all that fun stuff for Dylan Suter. Yeah. And I heard a line when I was walking to the office one day from uh, from a. <laughs> from a friend and a colleague who's now looking at bringing on his first buyer agent. And uh, he'd been in the industry a couple of years prior to me. Um, he mentioned, uh, act now the way you want to be then. And uh, it kind of made me think like, what does that mean? And where am I going with that? And so he started a team at that point in time and renamed and rebranded re his team with the end in mind. He started thinking like, where am I gonna be in five years? And I might as well start advertising that way. So I transitioned in 2017, I went and established Dylan Suter and Associates and rebranded the company from Dylan Suter to Dylan Suter Associates. I uh, brought on a second administrator as the Red Book said, what I thought was the third level team was where we kind of were at. I had myself and two admin. And, uh, and then I moved from the Burlington office to the Oakville office. And through that transition, one of my admin didn't want to make the move. So she didn't. And I found out that the other admin probably wasn't the fit for the role at the time. She's a wonderful person and, and a fit in the role at some point, but wasn't at that point. So I ended up basically restarting again and brought on a, another ad admin turned into be the director of operations, uh, phenomenal uh, director of operations and, and the two of us could definitely have continued to work as a, a pair and run as a sales 
a salesman and a sales business for a long period of time, but never really build a business. It just wasn't in alignment for where we wanted to go. So we'd, we'd scaled up that, brought on a second admin, and then brought on a buyer agent. And then the real fun happened when I partnered and brought on another team. So we kind of merged two teams together and rebranded into Elevation Realty Network. And that is where I am today. And so that was the end of 2018, started rebranding Dylan Suter and Associates into Elevation Realty Network, started working through a investment side of the business and a residential real estate side of the business to really develop two different arms of the business. Um, and the, I guess the challenge with that was that the, the teams that were focused on residential don't necessarily have the same vision or concepts or optics or, or budget models that decide for investments do. And so that ended up inputting when, when one of the leads decided that it wasn't a good option for, for us to continue moving forward together, which I totally agree with. Um, and then when that happened, it went from, we were actually, you weren't there actually. I remember that you were not in New Orleans in the February, in February, uh, <laughs> family reunion. Um, <laughs> and I actually ended up getting, some resignation letters and when i say some i say the entire team so there was <laughs> nine of us including myself and i came home from family reunion to uh just me and my director of ops and uh she basically said at that point in time that there was too much rebuilding that had to happen and she didn't think it was possible to do um so that's where uh, i rebuilt again and that was march 8th of 2019 um, that I, we had gotten up to 68 transactions the year or that 45 transactions the year prior. We we're on track for, for a couple hundred and then it obviously reset. So March 11th, 2019, I brought on my now executive assistant, Kim, and we rebuilt the entire build business from March 11th on, did 68 units last year and we're on track to be somewhere in the roughly 150-ish or so uh, this year. So Rebuilt, continued to grow through all of it, and through all of those growing pains, learned something that I was able to apply to the next level. Yeah, blessings uh, blessings in disguise, probably, uh, looking back. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned their uh, you know, third-level team, fourth-level team at, at points in, what, in how you're explaining your, your track record, your history there. Can you talk a bit about what that means. Well, I think a lot of listeners might not know what they're, what you're referring to when you say third level and all that. What, what's your, what, I know it's not yours necessarily, but you, you do a really good explanation of that. Can you explain a little bit about what those might look like or what a, a seventh level team might look like, or, you know, I guess the path that you're on and where you're at and cause you're almost seventh leveling yourself out pretty fast here or six, five or six level, whatever you want to call it. Just talk a bit about that. What did that look like? If only I had a whiteboard or some way to draw it. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to pause for two seconds. I'm going to ask you to pause the episode, grab a large white piece of paper that's blank and, uh, and play with me on this one. So um, we're going to, we're going to work through the fourth level team because I think that in, in Ontario and in Canada anyways, this is a huge opportunity. Actually, I shouldn't even say in, in a location. I'd say with a price point of a half million dollars or higher, that the fifth, the fourth level team is is really the the focus that majority of agents and, and teams should be focused in, at building. Um, it's my opinion. So take that large piece of paper and draw four circles. Um, top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, and in the top left circle, uh, write out you. So that would be you as the team lead, rainmaker, or you, or agent, whatever you want to consider yourself or call yourself. Um, you'll most likely end up saying rainmaker afterwards. So you as an individual agent should, based on a 44-hour work week, a full-time work week, uh, working 48 years or 48 weeks a year, um, be able to sell between 24 and 36 houses 
uh, on a calendar year, every year by implementing some basic systems and models and structures into your world. And that really starts off by focusing on the five jobs of a real estate agent, which is script and role play, lead generate, lead follow up, go on appointments, negotiate contracts. And uh, I actually had this meeting yesterday with five agents in my office um, in Toronto. And it was it was kind of foreign to them. I said, hey, when was the first when was the last time in 2019 or 2020 that you script and role played or, or lead generated or lead followed up? And it was it was a they're all very successful agents. And they were like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> Never. And so I, I looked at it and I said, well, your business is only uh, it's not predictable. And there's no predictability towards what next year is going to look like if you don't have systems and models that you follow. If you don't do those three things, if you don't script and role play, you don't lead generate, and you don't lead follow up. Um, then you'd have no prediction to what your future is going to be. So you, you're not in a position to bring on a buyer agent or a listing agent. So once you get to, to kind of that ceiling of achievement, somewhere in that in that 20 to 30 range, 24 to 36 range, uh, which is two to three deals a month. And I would say that don't wait until you've done it for a whole year. If you've done it for three months in a row, I, I would almost say bring on the assistant right off the bat. But your second level team is when you go and bring on your assistant. So that top right circle that I talked about, you'd write in like lead admin or, or assistant or admin, whatever that wants to, whatever you want to be. And I always draw a straight arrow across, like a straight line with an arrow from agent to admin, because that is your direct report. Um, that person does directly report to you. And then additionally, I put another arrow that's kind of a half moon above that, that is also an arrow, and I put 90 days above that. And what that stands for is when you hire someone based on the system and model that I've been taught and trained, uh, it's a nine-step hiring process. Well, then once they're hired, they have expectations on what the first 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days would look like. And that 90-day expectation, they earn the job. So it goes from they own the job to they earned it. And once they've earned the job, you don't get pieces of that job back. So you know you have the right person in place when those five jobs that I mentioned, script and role play, lead generate, lead follow up, go on appointments, negotiate contracts is all you do every day. Um, that is your job as a real estate agent. The only thing you need to be adding to that is, is vision and mission and future planning if you're looking to continue to grow. But if you're looking to, to stay at that level and you don't want to grow any further, then you can add 18 to 24 units a year on a team of two which essentially puts you at 42 to 60 units as you yourself and one one administrator. And now the reason I say a half million dollars uh, as a minimum price point for that is now we're looking at a fairly large real estate business in, in the 30 million range um, in volume. So that's a, a very good living for two people and uh, something that you can do in, in 90 days. You can really set that up and build that out really quickly. In the bottom right circle, you're going to also write admin, or you can put transaction coordinator if you want to really break down the title and description. Uh, and there's going to be an arrow going from that top right corner to that bottom right corner that is going to be that direct report. So as you've noticed, it's not an arrow from you to that bottom right corner. It's the top admin to the, the bottom admin. And the reason that arrow goes down is because that, that second hire, that second admin hire, should be reporting to that, that first hire, that uh, lead admin. Again, you follow the same structure and same model within 90 days from the top to the bottom. Following that 30, 60, 90, that curve going down is really important to understand that when hiring properly, you pass pieces of the job off over that 90-day period. And then that second admin, the transaction coordinator, focuses heavily on, on, uh, on the second, the 80% of that, that first admin. 
that second admin should do the same. So every admin you add to your team, every support staff or admin administrator you, you, you put on your team should be 18 to 24 additional units. And every agent that's on your team should account for 24 to 36 units. And this isn't working 90 hours a week. This isn't working every evening a week. And this is working a standard work week. Um, however, being purposeful and focusing on your 20%, um, when I say that the, the five jobs of a realtor, you can design those for every role. So if you write again, we're the bottom, like below each of those circles, I just kind of on the inside, I put those numbers, 24 to 36, 18 to 24, 18 to 24. And then that would be a third level team. So you and two admin would be a third level team. The fourth level team is when you draw an arrow. And I always draw the arrow from the bottom right to the bottom left, but it should be from the top left, which is you down to the bottom left circle, uh, because it is your direct report would be your buyer agent. And when you bring on your first agent, that agent should be uh, a buyer agent, they should focus primarily on buyers as you should be leveraging your time on the listing so that you can spend the majority of your time uh, vision and planning and business planning and, and setting yourself up to continue to grow if that's what you so choose to do. Now, when you go from the top left corner to the bottom left corner, again, it'll take you 90 days to hire that person. But then once that person's hired, it's an additional 90 days to train and develop that person. So they take all the buyer side of things and you take all the listing side of things. So now you have two admin and two agents and it's taken you 90 days for each of those admin, which is 360 days total. And that set, that first agent hire would be 24 to 36 units. So the next piece of this chart to really break down is if you look at it, 360 days is pretty much a year. And you've built this team by following this model and this system that's in that book in 360 days or one year. Uh, I've done it three times. Now I finally got it. That's why you're so good at it, yeah. I'm not going to say you get it right the first time. However, in a perfect world, when you follow this system and you've understood all these training courses you can take around it, you can technically do this in one year. Now, when you break down the amount of units, um, and I'd like to take the high number, so 24, uh, sorry, 36 plus 24 plus 24 plus 36 is 120 units. Now, that would be the following year once you've built it. If you just stayed at level four, you'd be able to do 120 transactions, 120 closings as a team of four, two agents and two admin. Um, in a 12 month period working 40 hours a week. However, when you're building that team out, this is the last piece and then I'll we'll jump into something else. When you're building that out though, that first admin is with you for three quarters of the year. The second admin is with you for half the year. And the third hire, your buyer agent is with you for a quarter of the year. So I take those numbers that are in the middle and I multiply them out by three quarters, half and one quarter. And when I take the higher, uh, higher number values, the 120 units, basically in a, in a 12 month period after it's hired, it's 75 units in the building of that year. And what's important about that is that last year in 2020, when I rebuilt my business starting March 11th, uh, we did 68 units uh, with two admin and one agent hire. And that was rebuilding the business the exact same way that the model structured starting March 11th. So, so it's doable. Yeah. That's a moral story. <laughs> it might take a couple years, but it's doable for sure. So for yeah, so for fourth level team, and then uh, levels above that, there's fifth, sixth, seventh. I guess is kind of how the model looks. Um, basically, you're leveraging yourself all the way out of the business in terms of hiring a CEO at some point and and going doing something else. I guess. Um, so that's where the fifth, sixth, seventh level kind of encompass all that process, which would be adding more agents, more leverage, eventually, totally out of it or out of it in terms of maybe having a CEO run things in your one level 
one level removed from being back into the business, I suppose, at that point. Yeah, the important part is that if anyone ever leaves and you don't have a bench, you don't have a talent bench, then you've got your job back. And so this whole thing can totally just be destroyed if you're not interviewing all the time. Um, in the brokerage side of things, when 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 I took over as a kind of the, the team leader and, and transitioning to OP for, for the brokerage in Toronto, um, it's it's really 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 important um, to focus on having a bench, and so I've I've now we're we're putting out job matter job descriptions and, and advertising for every role where we are and where we're going to be. So not just the roles that we would currently need if we were to reset everything right now, but also the roles of where we're going to be. And it's really important with leadership. I'll go over the five questions that my direct reports always use, and I've got it from Adam Hergenrother in the states. Um, the fifth question is, who's your replacement? And when you're in a growing environment, who's your replacement shouldn't be a threat to the, the team that you have around you. It's it's that when you're growing, you need to refine what you're doing. And as I just explained with that fourth level team, the reason you're bringing on new people or other people is to leverage certain tasks off so that everyone gets to focus on their one thing. They get to focus on their main priority, which is why they're very specific roles. It's a lead admin, a transaction coordinator, a buyer agent, a listing specialist. It, it describes in the title exactly what they do. And as you build out a larger team, you're going to take things that maybe one person does two tasks, then now one person does one task and a second person does the one task because there's more to do of that. It's more volume of that. That makes sense. So always building a bench. Um, and then do you want me to jump into those five questions, the leadership questions? Yep, let's do it. We're gonna do it. All right, so the five questions that I have my, my, my direct reports in, and everyone in your organization should have their, like all their direct reports should have something like this as a daily check-in. Um, the five questions we go on is, what was you or your team's big win? for the day. Number two is what did you or your team struggle with for the day? Number three is how did you overcome those struggles? Number four is what is your mindset on a scale of one to 10? And it also says in brackets, be honest, I can't support you and can't help you uh, improve those numbers if you're lying um, or if you're hiding something from me. And, and as a leader, it's our responsibility to remove obstacles for our people. Um, but we can't do that if, if we don't know they're there. So that's really important. And then number five is who's your replacement. And I usually like to find three to five people or three to five positions. And there's a lot of, uh, I, I provide more and more clarity to my, my team every time. When I look at those, who's your replacement, I, I look at, you can put names down if you have people specifically, or you can put roles and responsibilities down if you're trying to leverage off certain areas, or you can put job titles down, or you can, you can put characteristics, what you're looking for in that individual. So when I'm looking at Who's your replacement? Those are the things I'm looking for to build out a missing persons report. And I keep a note in my phone of all the different roles that I'm looking for and a missing persons report. So whenever I think of something, I kind of put that into the note so that when I'm when I'm doing my job descriptions, updating them every few months, I'm able to make adjustments and build out additional missing persons reports. So a lot of these things you use that on a brokerage level. So you're kind of in both worlds right now, right? You're in the team, team side of it and the brokerage side of it. Both applies for that little uh that little method of uh of i guess getting feedback really on, on people and how they're doing in their role is is something to utilize across the board right with with any business i guess not just real estate i mean everything you do in, in any team is going to be a people problem or a systems problem the easiest way to avoid people problems is to ensure that you have open communication so that you understand them and they understand you and so the systems side of things i'm not perfect at and so i, I leverage and, and bring people in for However, when dealing with people, I like to think that that's one of my strong suits, working with, with individuals on the team and, and building that, that relationship and that congruency, that ability where one plus one equals 10, as opposed to one plus one equals two. Like, how can we work together to achieve more? Um, 
And that's really the focus on why those five questions come up is I, I have to be in tune with your business. I have to understand where you are. I want to know how you feel when I see someone that's, that's eight every day. It's, it's great. Like if they're still eight, they're, they're eight. I'm not judging them. Like I'll ask them, I would make it a 10. And then sometimes you get the response of their eight every single day is nothing would make it a 10 because the world's not perfect and I'm always going to improve. That's an answer you'll only get with someone in that mindset. And then you'll see some people be like 10 every day. And then all of a sudden you'll get a five and, and I'll call them immediately. So I'll see 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And then a five will come up. And as soon as I get that message, it could be nine o'clock at night, it could be four o'clock in the morning. I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling them to say, how can I support you? Like what is going on in your world? And what do you need my support with? Um, which is really important for your team to know that, that you're there to support them and you're there to help. So someone out there listening or watching to this and thinking to themselves, holy crap, this guy knows a lot of stuff about business or real estate. You've been in business for four years, three, five years, four, four years, four and a half years. Um, like, how do you, how do you find out all this stuff? How do you learn all this stuff? How do you, obviously you've had ups and downs throughout. So you've learned through failure a little bit. Um, as everyone does, but how do how, how do you know how to do this? Where do you find all this information? I have invested in myself since day one. Um, coaching and personal development is usually a write off. <laughs> Talk to your accountant or your bookkeeper. Don't take my advice here. This isn't this isn't that kind of show. Um, I've always invested in myself, whether it be for real estate investing or like I mean, I've gone through a number of different real, real estate investing coaches and seminars and, and programs. I've also spent a lot of time with Tony Robbins. I'm a platinum partner with Tony Robbins, and that. Um, brings my awareness levels higher to all different businesses and, and be able to network and have those conversations as well as learn from one of the best in business being Tony. Um, being a, a student of, of growth and always learning and student of life and, and being around an environment of growth, always looking to improve. Um, currently up at the cottage, which is why I don't have an office background going on here, but currently up at the cottage because I just spent three days uh, going through franchise systems orientation on how to run a proper franchise uh, in Keller Williams' mind. So um, I'm spending the time reinvesting in myself. I've taken every course and not just once. Uh, as you would know, bold, we've gone over again. We see each other there every time. So what are some of the key ones? What are some of the, the real estate specific ones they've really got value out of? Bold for sure is being one. I know I've done it. We've combined probably done it 20 times between you and I or close to it. What else? I would say that as an agent looking to build their business, I would say bold, Ignite, 36123. Um, someone looking to get into real estate investing and build that side of their, like understanding real estate investing as an investor allows you to sell houses as an investor and a realtor. So that's another niche market that you can get involved in. So I'd say like the key spire flipping formula, Stefan Arneo's Blackguard University, that kind of thing being in, in coaching. Sarah Larby does a good one. Sarah Adder does a good one. Um, those would be different things I would say. Coaching is definitely valuable there. When you're looking at building out the actual team, how do I develop people and develop team? I would say leverage series is first and foremost. Understanding what that hiring process is like. And the leverage series is a three-part course, which is um, career visioning, which is where to post the ad and how to do the interview process. The second piece is that 30, 60, 90, that 90-day expectation being very clear what your expectations are for that person and what theirs are for you. Like the, the eighth step of my interview, I, I ask a number of questions. How do I communicate this with you, that with you, so on and so forth. Uh, that's right from, from leverage series. And then the third piece is success through others. And that's how you can then go from I own it or I own it to they own it and then they earn it and then they it's you never see it again. So that's when you never see that roll back in your world. So I'd say leverage series is definitely important. And then I would also go into some of the other orientations. I mean, franchise systems orientation, if you want to run a brokerage, but the way they run a brokerage is the exact same way they run a real estate team, just different positions and titles. Um, expansion systems orientation, because expansion is the fifth model. It's not in the millionaire real estate agent. Um, that is really important because we're finding more and more people are joining teams or starting teams. 
and then uh, growth word systems orientation. So those are the three orientation courses that I would say are really to cast a vision and to understand where your business can go so that you can take the steps required to get there. Awesome. <laughs> Good advice there. So <clears throat> one thing that's come to mind is you're talking about a lot of stuff because I know we've both taken all those courses probably multiple times in a lot of cases. Um, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, hey, you've been in the business four and a half years. I think I've been in it six and a half. Um, we probably have similar timelines in terms of running teams and that. Um, and we've both, I think, grown pretty pretty darn quick compared to other people I see out there. And I, I'm just thinking about it. It comes down to like, and, I, and it's not a Keller Williams show for, at all, but like, it's just an obvious, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a proof in the models and systems and, and just being a, like kind of a slave to them and just pouring, like just accepting that that's the way it is and just follow it and do it versus trying to customize everything and be entrepreneurial. Right. I think there's something to be said about following, obviously following proven models and systems and just doing it versus trying to go switch it up all the time, which is what so many people do. And KW for sure. And maybe other brokerages out there too, but KW definitely has a very tried tested proven model that you can just literally follow and, and in less than five years, build a pretty darn big team and, and brokerages and get opportunities like crazy um, just by following that model. That was my aha from what you were just saying there in, in all those courses, because we've both taken those so many times. So I, I want to I'm going to share a couple of things here that are really powerful and that have affected me in a large way. Um, first of all, I would say I, I always strive to be the best in my office. And, and I use, I don't look at someone else in the office as, as oh, I'm going to be better than them because I want to be better than them. It's like, hey, someone else has done it. I'm going to do that. And then go to the best in, in the city, then the best in the company, the best in the country. But ultimately, after you're the best of everything, what can you do? You only be better than yourself yesterday. And, and until you get to that point where you're always just trying to beat yourself or be better than yourself, um, there's someone that has done something before you that is clearly ahead of you in a volume size or a production size or whatever that may be. And I'm not saying follow their exact footsteps, but the systems they've used in their business probably work. And so we're using those systems. The time where I'm going to start to create my own systems and start building my own world and, and following my own models is, is when I'm number one in everything. And at that point in time, I don't think that time will ever come because you always grow, you always learn. But at that point in time, that's when I would start going off track and off model. So I'm just sticking to the model 100%. I'm listening to, to those who've done it before. I'm asking what they would change about what they've done. Uh, mentorship is really, really important. If you don't talk to multiple people um, on a weekly basis that you'd consider mentors, I would say to start. That's, I mean, Lorraine Jordan is, is the first one that comes to mind. I've been talking to her for four years and she's been the best in, or number one in Canada for almost the entire time I've known her. And I'm pretty sure she's my next guest on the show, FYI. So if you're listening to this and you're hearing that, she's coming up next. So tune in next week. Again, sometime next week. We're currently sitting here on a Friday and I spoke to her this morning at 7 a.m. And it's been going on. I'd say I've made 85% of those calls at 7 a.m. on Friday for the last four years. So um, that she's been monumental to the growth of where I'm going. And, and there's a obviously, if you haven't heard of it, go check out the five. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. Um, when I start writing that, that goal, goals and where, where I want to be and who I want to speak to. Every time I do that, I look at it a year later. And I'm like, I'm in that, I'm in the world of those people. There's nothing stopping you from raising your hand, reaching out, um, talking to, to those people that you want to learn from. They're there to, to teach you. Most people that have done it want to share. They want to share some of the pitfalls. The second piece that I'll say, and I'm going to get you to pull out another piece of paper. This is a fun exercise. This was, uh, when you're talking about growth and you're talking about speed of how quickly you can grow, uh, it keeps bringing me back to the Lance Loken conversation that Diana Kokose had at uh, Family Reunion or Mega Camp a couple of years back. And she basically said, uh, called out someone in the audience and said, what was your income last year? And they said, 
I said, awesome. And then we put $300,000 on this piece of paper at the top of it. And I challenge you to do that. Whatever your income was last year, put it at the top of it and put slash per year. And Diana went to, to Lance and, and said, how does it make you feel? Like, how, where are you at? How, how are you doing? Like, share some of that insight with me. Um, oh, it was awesome. Like, it was this was like his third year or something like that. Um, it's like, well, a few years ago, I was working corporate and six figures was a dream. And, and I was just going to kind of plateau with that. It's awesome. Well, cross that 300 out. And and put three hundred thousand per month, and then you. Whenever you do this exercise, you get to stop and, and just look at the response of of the person that that's writing it, and, and then ask, "How does that make you feel?" And a lot of times, someone says, "Well, that's not realistic. I can't do it. Like, it's not possible." And and I, I always say, "Well, five years ago, when you're making forty grand, and, and I went through this exercise and said you can make forty grand a month. Now you're making three hundred grand a year, which is, I mean, forty grand a month is four eighty a year. You're not far off." So five years ago, you would have thought that 300,000 was impossible, but now, now all of a sudden it is. So when you look at 300,000 per month, how does that feel? He shared his insights. So, okay, cross it out. Do 300,000 per week. That's usually the spot that I really, I really find is like an aha moment when you're into the six figures and you start talking about six figures a week. Uh, that's the spot where it got me really heavily. She crossed it out and said, how about six, uh, how about put that 300,000 per, per day? And, and that's the part where I'm kind of like, ah, uh, really? Is that going to be doable? And then she said, all right, cross it out, do it per hour. There's people in this world that are making $300,000 an hour. Um, yep. And you have that ability. And, and we're in this unique industry in, in real estate where there is no ceiling. There's no lid. As a real estate brokerage, sometimes there's a lid. You need to bring more, more people. There'd be a ceiling of some, some sort. Um, but as a real estate team, there's really no lid. And, and Gary mentioned this to some of his top people. said a couple of years ago, he said, <laughs> laughed at some of the top guys and said, I, I still think it's pretty pathetic that I make more money than you. And uh, and they were like, what? And he's like, I, I get capped at my royalty. And, and yeah, there's a lot of people that pay into the royalty, but you don't have a cap. Like you can bring on as many agents as you possibly want and make them as successful as you possibly want. There is literally no cap to the, the money you can earn. Um, and I found that was really powerful in the fact that we're in this industry that has the ability to do that. And you don't do that alone. We do that through leverage. We do that through building a team. We do that through proven systems and models. We do that from getting feedback on a daily basis, which is why I share those five questions. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't implement those. I, I, I truly feel that way. And I only implement them in all my businesses. So everyone that replies to me, I get 20 of those replies a day um, with all the people that re report directly to me on, on where they're at. So it gives you an ability to, to step in and help where you can. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how there is no ceiling really in this. And and especially real estate is such a crazy industry. It's such a good industry for, especially if you're more entrepreneurial. I would say you and I are more entrepreneurial in real estate, not necessarily realtors all the time. Um, like some people are realtors and they're, that's what they do. They're selling real estate all the time. I don't think, what's, what's your team look like now? Are you selling a lot of real estate? Or I know you kind of were, <laughs> but I, you can't be selling that much at this point. You're doing a lot of, you're wearing a lot of hats right now. Um, I'm selling more than I would, than I would like to admit, quite honestly. Um, I think I sold one or two last week and four or five the week prior and, um, got a couple new listings going live next week. I, I focus most of my time primarily now on listings and on buildings. Um, those are the, the, the comp more complicated areas of, of the team and of the business at this point in time that are going to take a little bit more time to develop the systems around it. So those are the areas that I spend my time on. However, I'm, I, I tell my team every day, like, I want you to take on more leads. Like <laughs> I want to be able to support you in growth, but it, we need to make sure we follow the system because when someone reaches out to Elevation Realty Network, they're expecting a specific service. Just like if someone goes to McDonald's, they're not expecting KFC. Um, so you need to ensure that you have you have the systems and, and the structure in place that it doesn't matter who is the one that actually serves 
that food or, or who sells that house, they're going to get the same level of service from start to finish, no matter what it is. And that's, that's really the idea of building a team. How can you step out of production and still have the team run as efficient or more efficient? And that really comes down to finding your replacement and finding people that are better at the job than you are. And it's tough to, uh, to come to that conclusion as a, uh, as a realtor, especially because we think we're, we're the best at everything. And, uh, and Gary constantly reminds us on stage that um, you're not God's gift to real estate and that uh, you're not, you, you are replaceable. Every one of us is replaceable. It's just um, finding that person that can replace a certain area of your business and, and do it better than you can. So can you talk a bit about how you have others on your team kind of grow and, and how do they develop into someone that can take over a certain part of your business that, that you're the still the best person at or the, the only one that can handle it? How do, the, how do you develop that talent? How do you help them grow? And um, what does that look like? Because a lot of these roles, I think a lot of people out there may be thinking about, you know, you're bringing all these people all the time. It's like, holy crap, that's a lot of training. What, is yeah, that, what does that look like to you? I don't, I don't have this exact model mastered and, and off the top of my head, however, I'll do my best to explain it. However, there's, there's three types of talent that you can look for. There's, there's kind of new talent, someone who's just coming into the industry that is not proven. Um, they're brand new. They're, they're, they need everything. They need to learn everything. And, and uh, they may have some natural sales ability, but they need to learn everything. Then there's emerging talent. Usually these people are, are a few years into the business. You've seen them succeed at a certain level, but there's been some sort of ceiling or some sort of achievement. They haven't been able to break through. And that usually comes down to some system or model. That's someone who is consistently doing 10, 15, 20 transactions a year and, and haven't implemented an assistant or follow-up processes and so whatnot. And then you have proven talent and proven talent are those who have, have done it year after year and they're consistent in their business and um, and they're looking to, to do something different. They're looking to grow or they're looking to retire, whatever that may be. There's a couple different ways that that person may want to join your team, but you really need to determine your niche. And I had this conversation a while back with another top team um, in Mississauga, actually. And uh, his comment to me was that I, I want to focus on agents that are making six figures that are that are at least two years in the business. And we're going to provide them with the administrative support they require so that they get to go and do what they like to do, which is sell houses. Um, and, and I kind of went a different direction with what I did. I, I started off with the, the newer talent and, and some of the emerging talent, people that had may have had a sales background, but no real estate experience or may be really successful in, in some other area. Um, and that's, I will say it's, it's more, it's, it's more demanding on the team. It's, it's heavier involvement on the salaries and the sales side of things. However, they should be less expensive. So as you work your way up to the chart, it, it'll cost more to get proven talent than it will get new talent. And that's, uh, if, if you're going to go hire an admin and it's a brand new person out of school, never had a role, they're going to be a little bit less expensive. They have less of the real world experience than someone who may have been in the role for 15 years prior. Um, not always the case, but usually it tends to be about the case. And so I would say that there's three really three real areas, and I'll, I'll dive a little deeper into the new talent. Uh, we've created this 12 week 10, 12 week Navy SEAL onboarding program um, that we're we're really building out and establishing. We're going through the second run of it right now, and we're going to build out version 3.0. And every time we build it, we're going to make it better and better. And now we've developed that onto uh, Thinkific, uh, an online platform with training and education, and people can work through it. And then there's going to have all of our systems are going to be done in paper copy. They're going to be done online and drive. They're also going to be done in a video form, so you can actually go through and watch. Uh, a video of, of each step of every system and then play through and check the boxes and go through that system to ensure that you're you're a master at it. So if you wanted to do like open houses, for instance, you can start at the top on how do we do a seven level open house? What is the first, second, third, fourth, all the way down to a seven level open house, what it's involved, where do you show up? When do you show up? How do you, what do you bring? What do you not bring? Uh, what do you do before the open house? What do you do after the open house? What is the, the different propaganda you have all over for it? Um, really building out how to make that a successful open house. And so building that whole structure into the online program is what we're looking to do. 
So the idea is that we're going to take on uh, new talent and, and be able to build them into and create um, agents that are more receptive. Usually the, the new talent, they haven't learned anything, so they're more of a sponge and, and they're open to, to learn and listen. Um, and you don't have a whole lot of time before they start to uh, to kind of pick their own rules and, and, and make their own decisions. So it's important to have that training set up and that support set up for them right away. So there's some models and systems around that, I guess, is what you're saying that, that help you out. <laughs> yes. um, and you've leveraged that a lot. And obviously, you know, you and I both both rave about the Keller Williams systems that are there. There's other ones, but I mean, they're just a really easy systems to, to tap into with KW. So it's always always been a help for me, for sure. And I'm sure I'm doing my best not to bring up KW. I, know, I, know, I, know. I mean, I attribute I a lot of my success to the models and systems that KW has had, but I'm, I'm being very generic here and open. So. So this will be a bit of more of a generic one. Three things. Give me like three things. The most important three things that you would say are uh, have been most 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 uh, important to your growth, your success to this point in in life in general or business in business general business. Three things. So I'll start off by saying the difference between a coach and a mentor is that a mentor is more of a conversation, whereas a coach holds you accountable to systems, models, and accountability. Mm -hmm. So I would say always having a coach. Um, is one of the most important things because the coach is going to check in on your business and have a real direct correlation to the, how your business is doing. Um, I would say a second one is mentors. So I think your calendar needs to be full of coaches and mentors uh, that that are going to build it out. Um, and then I would say like the willingness to fail forward. Like you, you have to be okay with with moving and pivoting. I mean, that's a word that we're hearing a lot right now during COVID is pivot. What are you going to do to change when the world changes without your consent? I mean, no one ever wanted to go into lockdown for eight months and, and possibly another eight months coming. Who knows? Um, that wasn't a decision that we prepared for. It wasn't something we could have prepared for, but those who are striving and, and succeeding at a high level are those who are ready for it. Um, I know that Gary has his top mastermind that is basically mentoring and coaching session with 200 plus agents. Um, and his big thing was that there's a divide happening. We have a, a lot of teams that are that are thriving right now and they're loving it and they're super successful. Um, and then we have a ton of agents that are, are not. And uh, I heard that the average days on market, people were writing down in the chat box on this this group, it was like two weeks, um, one month, like the, uh, the inventory they have is, is very minimal. And so what we're finding is that there's a real lack in inventory. There's a lack in, in um, uh, listings. And so those who are going to be super successful and going to continue to grow are those who are focusing on listings, which tend to be the top agents. And so there is definitely a divide right now. And it's happening more and more, whether you notice it or not, where the top agents are doing majority of the business. And it's almost like the 80-20 principles turn to 90-10. So I would say, be willing to fail forward, be willing to grow. And uh, the three things that Gary said a couple of years ago that stuck out to me are, you're either going to be on a team, you're going to start a team, or you're going to be out of the business. And uh, that's really stuck out to me and that you're going to either be on a team, start a team or, or look for another career. Listings focus is huge for sure. That, that just exemplifies that in your example there. And be do have. I thought you were going to say be do have. I thought that was going to come out of your mouth there in some way, shape or form. But, <laughs> but, nope. Okay. I would, that would be a Kelly Williams thing. Actually, it wouldn't be a Kelly Williams. That's a Zig Ziglar thing. Yeah, that's a Zig Ziglar. Yeah. All right. So um, We've gone through a lot there. I think that's probably pretty much a wrap, I think, for today. It's a lot of info to take in. I know you, you tend to talk pretty quick, so hopefully they got some of those notes down. Um, I'm sure they can reach they're like 75% speed or something. <laughs> True. You might have to turn that down on there if you're listening. I don't know if you can do that on a podcast, can you? I know you can on Audible. 
I'm doing uh, I do it on podcast. Yeah, you're it's right. on podcast. Yeah, you're right. You can. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about uh, just quickly how they can get in touch with you and, and reach out if they want some more help around any of these things you mentioned. I'm sure some people out there might be thinking, God, I could use a little bit more uh, in-depth uh, example of what that looks like or, or some more guidance around that. How, how do they do that? I'm going to direct you to my Instagram page, which is at Dylan Suter Elevate. Um, and... The reason I'm going to say that is because in the coming weeks, we're going to be starting up on the 50 coffee dates in 50 days again, and we're going to be real agent focused. So we're going to be heavy on real estate agents and teams. Um, it'll be an opportunity to, if you're, if you're like, hey, I'd like to tap into the team and learn how I could maybe join the team. That's a, a big focus for it. If you're saying, hey, I'd like to be in your world and like to see more of, of the systems and models that you speak of, then there's an opportunity to do that as well. Um, if you just want to kind of catch up and mastermind and brainstorm, then we'll be doing that as well. Um, what I'll be doing is booking 30 minutes uh, on Zoom, and then I'll ask for a 60-second recap afterwards. So you'll be able to watch some of these videos, see some takeaways, um, sim similar to what we just did now, except to be a 60-second kind of short version of it. Um, we're going to create a, a, a an Instagram TV series um, that's going to come out starting in December. So I'm really excited about that. So I'd say check me out on Instagram. Awesome. Well, uh, that's about a wrap. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to me, you can see my name and my email there, sandy at mckrealsnetwork.com. Um, I could connect with Dylan too if you're having trouble finding his page for some reason. But uh, otherwise... That's about it, man. Thanks for coming on. That was really uh, valuable. I think there's some covered some good stuff there. Lots of systems, lots of models, and um, hopefully that helps our listeners get some insight into um, you know how they can grow their business. I think there's lots of lots of takeaways for people in that. So I love really it. Appreciate it. That's uh, that's an eight hour business planning session that I've taken away a number of times and summarized it in twenty five. So <laughs> perfect. I think that's what people want. <laughs> I think that's probably better than eight hours. We're here for. All right, man. That's a wrap. Thanks Take again. Care. Yep.